Welcome to the Nutrition-ish Podcast, the place for all things nutrition and mindfulness. We are passionate about guiding you to make peace with food and empower your body and brain. I'm one of your hosts, Allie Hobson. I'm an NTP, Nutritional Therapy Practitioner in San Diego. I work with individuals to assess personal nutritional deficiencies and imbalances by addressing the root cause of any health issue. In my private practice, I focus on women's hormones, gut health, and thyroid dysfunction. Let's meet my co-host. I'm Chelsea Gross, a certified transformational nutrition coach based in Los Angeles. I work one-on-one with women who are ready to break free from dieting, make peace with food, and create a life they love filled with energy, self-love, and freedom from rules and obsession. I'm also the creator of the ebook, Break Free from Disordered Eating. Remember our disclaimer, this podcast is intended to be informative and entertaining and should not replace medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. We are so excited you're here. Let's get to the episode. You're listening to episode 30 of the Nutrition-ish podcast. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. And Jackson. You're Good morning Jackson. from the mountains. <laughs> the Tetons. <laughs> Sounds lovely. It actually, it is lovely. Yes, it's gorgeous here, and um, it's quiet, and I'm with some doggies, and I've just been working a lot up in the office here, uh, hid away, but I do get some moments to go outside. Yeah, I bet morning walks are nice and pretty and different. However, I can't take my classic first thing in the morning walks because it's freezing, literally below 32 degrees. A oh. little bit too cold to go first thing in the morning, <laughs> but later in the day, yeah. And I've been walking with the dogs, and it's nice. I pushed my dog in a stroller this morning. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Far more of a workout for you. That's true. I know. I was, like, trying to kind of do some of these notes and respond to some messages, and I'm, like, pushing the stroller, like, with my forearms, like, trying what? to use my phone <laughs> while listening to a podcast. I was like, this is not safe. <laughs> You were writing notes for our podcast while listening to another podcast and pushing your dog well, in a stroller? <laughs> this is going to be good, you guys. Lots of good information. No, I just like, I have thought of some other things that I wanted to add. And so it wasn't really like yeah, groundbreaking yeah, yeah. information. Right. Um, but then I was responding to Instagram messages. <laughs> yeah. Are a lot of people reaching out to you now with like pregnancy questions and anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I get a few. I mean, I, I feel like I get a lot of random questions that are, you know, like, uh, why, why not drink water with meals? Like, I guess I had posted that or something. Just random stuff. But yeah, um, some people were curious about the prenatal um, that I was taking, um, which I think I talked about on the, on the podcast, but maybe I didn't clarify what it was. So I really like the mega food um, prenatal, which innate response is like the professional um brand and then the mega food is kind of like their brand underneath um but it's called the baby and me too prenatal and i like it because it's a whole food source um there's also a really good um let's see article or blog post that mama natural wrote on prenatals and she goes over a lot of different options um because there are some prenatals that are targeted more towards mthfr which just meaning that you don't um, convert, um, some of your, you know, 
B vitamins, especially like folate, B12, those kind of things. So they're a little bit higher in those. I do have MTHFR. I have two genetic mutations, but I am not taking that one. Um, I don't necessarily think it's overly necessary, but anyway, she goes over that. So there are some other ones to consider. That's super interesting. You're looking, you're looking confused. At no, me. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is good. And I'm just thinking, did you do the 23andMe test? No, I didn't. I just did. Um, so through um, LabCorp, you can you have to pay extra for it, but on LabCorp, there's a check mark for MTHFR. So you can just walk in and get it tested. You can. It's expensive. Um, oh. I think I might have done it through Vibrant America, but there's different different labs will test it, and then just depending on your insurance, um, yeah, you should ask like which one is going to be the best option because LabCorp might not be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, I got it tested a while ago because it is very common if you have Hashimoto's or hypothyroid. Um, but 60% of women in general have one of the genetic mutations. So you can either have um, one or two. They're called SNPs, SNPs. And so you can, I have both. You who? You who? What is that? <laughs> Woohoo. You who? I've got them You <laughs> But I haven't, I mean, I've been very lucky, but I haven't found it to be an issue in terms mm-hmm. of pregnancy for me in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, gosh, we could do like a whole episode on this for, kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm going to save it. Because we're talking about, <laughs> next I next know. week we'll, we're going to be talking all about preconception, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah so. You know, I've got lots to share. <laughs> Just kidding. It'll probably be mostly Allie <laughs> well, talking. I mean, there's not, there's a lot of very specific things, yes. But all in all, there's not, it's not groundbreaking science of what to do. You yeah. Know? So you you know what to do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> The I'm I'm pretty sure I've got MTHFR. I would think so with my health issues, and also I always forget I also have Hashimoto's. But it kind of is more of like a a byproduct reaction to probably the Lyme stuff and the immune stuff, yeah, stress stuff. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure I have it, and I've been meaning to do 23andMe. Um, because I'm curious about the other information that it reveals as well. And I think mm-hmm. my doctor was saying you can check on that test to get further research or be kind of like the, a guinea, like have your results be sort of like a guinea pig um, hmm. and even reveal like further, further things. So I've just been meaning to do it. Unfortunately, it's like when it's not something urgent, <laughs> it's hard when you have so much other stuff you have to get tested and go to all these practitioners and stuff like that so um but I've been I've been meaning to do it for for a while I think that there's another one too that I'll try and write myself a note and maybe include this in the next episode um but I think that there's another test that is similar to 23andMe but it actually maybe tests even a little bit more and might be cheaper that my office uses but I'll have to ask what that is I'm not sure Mm -hmm. yeah cool that was the main reason why I didn't end up doing it I was kind of like I mean, I know a lot of stuff about my body already. <laughs> I don't know if this is really going to change a whole lot. And it was expensive. And then, I don't know. I mean, and the most important thing, if you are someone who has MTHFR, especially if you're trying to conceive or you are pregnant, is to make sure you are taking a prenatal that contains folate and not folic acid, which is the synthetic version of folate. Like, besides that, what are other things that we need to make sure that we do with MTHFR. 
Well, that's kind of the path I was going down because I was oh, like, okay. well, there we'll actually, save it. there are a few. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm eager to hear. So let's see. <laughs> let's see yeah, because a lot of people can have issues with preconception or with um, right. fertility because of it. Right. It just really, it really depends on the person. So anyways, yeah, yeah I can give some tips on, on that. Cool. I'm, I, you know, I'll be here with taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else has been going on with you? Um, let's see, let's see. I was up in LA, up in your hood last weekend. And I wasn't there. And you weren't there. (laughs) But it was pretty, like, fast. I went up on Saturday morning, and then we had a wedding to go to that was lovely. And, um, let's see. I will say, I was telling you, or maybe, yeah, I told you. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it was my first sober wedding, just, like, taking it all in. And I'm not, like, you know, a crazy party animal, but... You know, I usually have, you know, things to drink at weddings and it's fun and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, um, it was very actually, I thought it was actually more fun than a lot of them because you just kind of like get to take in every single detail and really be like so much more present Yeah. and watch all the other people do weird things, (laughs) which was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a really good time. Um, what else? Oh, okay, so my story about LA. Every time I go up there, I definitely want to hit up Erewhon. Yeah, of course. Because it's like the best grocery store on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the one in Santa Monica. The new one? I don't know if... I, it looked new to me. Yeah. I never had seen it there, because I used to live really close to there. I think it's and on Wilshire, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's on new. Wilshire. It's very okay. new. Yeah, it's really pretty. Like, mm-hmm. they have a really pretty, like, outdoor seating and everything. But, yeah, I a lot of the places are, like, still there. You know, driving down Wilshire, it was fun to kind of – I always, like, get nostalgic. I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe I do miss L.A. more than I thought. But I think I just miss, like, college memories and yeah, doing – Yeah, totally. You know, being a kid. Yeah, I know. Me <laughs> like, too. Like, ca- Cabo Cantina and, like, I don't know, just all the things. Yeah. Anyways, so we go into Erewhon, and um, we were just going to grab something kind of quick and then head back down to San Diego because we had a concert that night. And then we're like, oh, we'll get – I didn't know they, like, could do, like, custom-made, like, breakfast sandwiches and burritos and stuff. And my husband was like, oh, I'm going to get a breakfast burrito. I was like, honestly, I'm not hungover, but, like, nothing sounds better right now than a breakfast burrito. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did this, like, custom – they have, like, their gluten-free tortillas. Um, and you can do, like, eggs and veggies and whatever the heck you want okay so we waited literally for like i'm not joking 45 minutes for the burrito what was it super busy it was like no i mean it was just nor like normal <laughs> what like, was the hold up did you ask you like, i don't know taking so long? I, well finally <laughs> and then because my husband also ordered like a side of oatmeal and they're like oh the oatmeal is almost done i was like are you literally like harvesting the oats like right now it was just his patience. He's very, very patient with, like, all the things and the food stuff that revolve around my life. And he was, like, you know, slowly keeling over into a slow death. Yeah. Um, so that was just – and then it was, like, you know, $100 later, I left with, like, Erewhon bread. <laughs> yeah, literally. Paleo bread, a juice, and, like, two burritos and, a, oh, two coffees. Oh, but – I was very impressed. So I've been um, only drinking Swiss water processed decaf coffee Mm -hmm. because if you guys are not familiar, there's two ways you can decaffeinate. You can either bleach it with methyl chloride or they run it through a water process, which is much healthier and there's no toxins. So for pregnancy, actually just honestly in general, it's way better to just 
drink the Swiss water process. So I always, anytime I'm going into a coffee shop, I always ask, is there, is your decaf Swiss water? And I was like, of course here, I feel like it'd be like advertised. Like we have Swiss water, you know? Mm -hmm. And the person was like, uh, what? I was like, oh, you don't know what that is? And she was like, I've never heard of that. So she calls the manager over and the manager's like, oh, I don't know. I've never heard of that either. But he like pulls out his phone and he like calls like right away. Some guy who's like the just coffee like, distributor. Let me call Mr. Erewhon. One second. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Mr. Erewhon, is our coffee Swiss water? <laughs> goes through like this long conversation. He's like, I have this lovely pregnant lady here who's very concerned about the quality of the decaf. <laughs> Anyways, they were like so, so helpful. Turns out it is Swiss water, which I would have assumed. You educated but, um, them. I did. I felt really good they about it, actually. They should have given you that on the house. <laughs> I know. But they didn't. Coffee, they didn't. And then I, yeah, no, I paid $8 for a coffee right, with butter right, in it. Right, 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 Standard. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm glad that I don't have an Air One here, I just got to say. I wish for some reasons I do, but it's just too expensive and it's just like a black hole of health. It's so true. I don't live super close by to any of the ones in LA. They're all about a half an hour. There's one in Calabasas and one in like West Hollywood, Mid-City area. They're both about 30, 35 minutes away. So... I usually go after acupuncture when I'm on that side of the hill because I live in the valley area. Not to give so much information about myself. I should shut up Um, (laughs) where I live. Um, (laughs) But so, yeah, so it's not a regular occurrence. But it's funny because I actually used to live in the apartment building above Irwan. But it was not what it is today. Uh, The one by the Grove. Oh, yeah, okay. Which is right by CBS Studios and... um, I only lived there for a year because it was a little bit too she-she. Little, um, ad, um, yeah, that's a nice area. Yeah, a little Fancy. bit uh, crazy for a 22-year-old to live there by herself. <laughs> so I, I moved out after a year um, in with a roommate, but it was not what it was, what it is today. It was this like crazy hole-in-the-wall house store. They had a juice bar and they had a few like to-go things and like a crappy salad bar, a crappy sushi to-go. It was nothing. So I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm grateful because had it been what it is today, then, oh my gosh, I would You're have like, gone sorry, every, I can't pay rent. yeah, I would have gone every single <laughs> day shopping. Yeah. It's crazy. But anyway. Okay, cool. So, um, do you want to get to questions? Yes. Did you have any updates or anything for us? I feel like I talked the whole time. <laughs> Let's see. When you guys hear this, um, I think, yeah, there'll be one more week left if you guys are interested in enrolling in ITN, the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, which is the program I went through a few years ago to become certified. And if you're interested in nutrition, but you're also interested in the, in the psychology of eating and mindset and really going beyond food as well with also getting coaching and business training, then um, reach out to me. We are doing a huge promotion in collaboration with Sean Stevenson, who hosts the Model Health Show, and um, we're offering 2K off all of our programs for both Pain and Fool and Payment Plans. I have been busier truly than I've ever been in my entire life between my clients and Nutrition with Chelsea stuff and working for ITN. Um, so things have been a little bit insane, but I'm happy to talk to you guys because this is such a great offer, and um, I, honestly, as crazy and stressful as it, as it has been, because I'm managing, I'm on calls and emails with probably like 30 to 40 people right now. <laughs> it's a lot of energy to manage, but it's so it's been so fulfilling to help guide people through the process of like changing their lives and starting a new career and 
everyone I talk to has a story. They're interested in making a bigger impact and helping people. Maybe they have their own personal struggle or their family members do. And as you guys know, like that's my story. I got into ITM because of my experience with chronic pain and my disordered eating. So um, it's certainly been extremely fulfilling and exciting, but positive stress can be draining and, and overwhelming as well. So that's kind of what I've been dealing with, but I'm enjoying my time. Here in Jackson Hall, I'm dog-sitting for two and a half weeks. I've only seen people at the grocery store and waving at them on the street (laughs) as I walk. So I'm starting to get starved for human interaction, meaning like touch, a hug, a kiss. (laughs) That's what the dogs are for. That's what the dogs are for. Yeah. Oh, I love them so much. And I actually was crying to them last night just because I did a little mini breakdown just because I am stressed. And... They were so cute. They ran over to me. They knew something was wrong. And um, then I started crying because my dog, Bogey, is 12 and she's losing her hearing. And I started to get really scared and upset that, you know, more stuff could happen. And I was like, I need you. And just anyway, (laughs) you guys are really seeing my personality. Let's get to questions. Okay. There's a lot of emotions happening here. Do you want me to read it? What is that quote? I'm in a glass jar of emotion. <laughs> That's my life. I don't think it's a jar. Anyways, someone will correct us. Feels okay. like a jar. Kelly and Kyle of Wild Way are two of the nicest people and business owners. I first came across Wild Way when I started cutting grains out of my diet and found their grain-free granola at Whole Foods. They definitely had me sold with the vanilla bean espresso flavor. I mean, come on. All of their ingredients are grain, wheat, and gluten-free. They are non-GMO, sweetener-free, no added oils, vegan, and no added extracts. Some of their other products include my go-to travel packs of grain-free hot cereal, personal fan of the cinnamon roll flavor, and all you need to do is add hot water. Super convenient for on the go. They also have some fantastic smoothie starter packs that include a protein, even things like L-glutamine and collagen peptides, plus some probiotics. As our new sponsor, Wildway is offering our listeners 15% off anything you order on their website using the code NutritionIsh, all one word, no spaces. So head on over to wildwayoflife.com to get your new favorite snacks and be sure to follow them on Instagram at wildwayoflife. <laughs> All right, I'll read the question because you'll you'll answer first. Okay. Okay. This question is from Mackenzie. She says, hey, ladies. Well, first off, love your podcast, so please don't stop. We're not stopping. (laughs) I eat healthy, no gluten, no processed foods, sometimes white rice, and occasionally ice cream and alcohol from time to time. My stress level... My stress level has dis- has decreased tremendously over the past two years. I get nine to ten hours of sleep every night. Yes, I love sleep. I got off birth control a year ago. I have some leaky gut issues going on and have had mono, and I didn't know, recently. She's taking probiotics, beef liver, digestive enzymes, vitamin D, omega-3, natural calm at night, Vitex Berry, and Dim Plus. Her qu- first question is, natural shampoo has never worked with my hair. It always made it look waxy and greasy every time I tried it. After doing some research, I heard your hair goes through a detox process when switching over, so I continue to use it. This last... C- 
This lasted a couple of months until my scalp completely dried out and I had to give up. I tried some higher-end toxic brands, but nothing worked to fix the itch. I finally decided to use Head & Shoulders, and it worked great for a month or two. The itch is completely gone, but every single time I wash my hair, it comes out waxy and stringy, making it look greasy. I did a baking soda wash, which worked, but I was told only to do that once a month because it really strips your hair. I don't know what to do anymore, and I have no idea why my hair is acting like this. I've tried every shampoo and conditioner, and nothing seems to work. I'm tired of wasting my money. Oh, and ACV doesn't work either. Is this an underlying issue? If so, could you please help a girl out? Thank you so much. Love you both. We love you too. What do you think, Alice? We love you. ACV, just in case, stands for apple cider vinegar. Duh, doesn't everyone know that? I'm just kidding. Uh, you never know. I just I'm learned... kidding. Of course not. <laughs> Wait, what is the one? Um, uh, my brain is Pregnancy like... Pregnancy It doesn't... It really is a real thing. Um, anyways, okay, I'll think of it later, but it's just, it's like a very common acronym mm-hmm. that people use in texting, and I literally, for the longest time, had no idea what it, what it was. Ooh, that's going to be embarrassing for you. I hope you remember. It really is embarrassing, because even my husband used it, and I was like, why are you cooler than me? <laughs> um, okay, so I do think that this is an underlying issue versus the shampoo that you're using. Um, mostly, I mean, I guess, I think you said that it has only been happening like the past few months um and yes I do think that it can be like true that after you kind of switch over like your hair does you know shift a little bit when you're kind of I don't know if it's like necessarily a detox process I find that more with deodorant to be honest that like when you switch from a um, conventional deodorant because we want to do that Um, because there's aluminum in natural, or uh, sorry, unnatural deodorants. Um, So yeah, your body can like sweat it out because it's been like cooped up in there for a while. So I don't know if that's exactly the same thing, Um, but I would say it has to do with an underlying issue. So there's two things that I can think of that might be um, something to look into. One of them probably being the most likely. (laughs) I'll start with the less likely. The less likely is that it could just be you need to work on your balanced um, fats and including um, maybe just, I mean, the right kind of fats, but you're saying that you're eating really healthy. So I'm assuming you're kind of on board with like eating grass-fed butter and ghee and olive oil and doing all the right kind of fats. But when we eat a lot of good healthy fats, it's really important to also focus on digesting them. So focus on digestion. Um because sometimes we can eat really healthy and that doesn't necessarily matter if we're not digesting and absorbing all of our nutrients properly. Um, so a few just really quick tips. If the apple cider doesn't work for your hair, use it before meals instead because that can help increase your body's natural production of stomach acid, breathe before eating, chew a lot, and really focus on just calming down when you're um, eating in general. Um, you could try some, I don't know, I think you did say actually you were taking digestive enzymes. Yeah, so you're already taking digestive enzymes. If um, if if you're finding that digestive enzymes are not enough, I would say sometimes you do need a little bit of support <clears throat> because there's a big difference between digestive enzymes. Even if you look at the back of the bottle of digestive enzymes and HCL, betaine, betaine is going to be much, much stronger, which is really just hydrochloric acid, and they usually pair it with pepsin, which is the enzyme that breaks down proteins. So if digestive enzymes are not enough, possibly you're just really deficient in stomach acid and just doing digestive enzymes isn't going to help. 
So you could play around with, you know, working with someone um, because Batana is pretty strong. I do think you need to work with a practitioner to kind of like guide you through that process. Um, but maybe that's something to explore. Um, also, uh, let's see, make sure that the digestive enzyme that you're taking, you know, if you're going to continue with that, does have lipase because lipase is the enzyme that breaks down fat specifically. Also, I really like um, beta TCP um, for gallbladder function and also breaking down fats. It's just like a concentrated beet um, chewable um, by Biotics that I use quite a bit. Um, again, with supplements, tread lightly, work with somebody, but beets in general help the liver um, and the liver and gallbladder have a lot to do with fat digestion. Um, let's see in my notes what else I have. Oh, this is kind of just a side note because I don't think that this is really going to solve the issue, but I will just give a plug for the Beauty Counter, Vol Beauty Counter Volume and Shape Shampoo because that's the one that I use that I really like. Um, I've used a lot of different natural shampoos, including ones that are just like made of crunchy granola things, and they don't work. I hate to say it, but I also color my hair, um, you know, not non-toxically. I do it maybe every four or five months. Um, and so with blonde hair, <laughs> when you're bleaching it, you can't use like just, you know, apple cider vinegar baking soda stuff. Like I use something that's color treated. So the beauty counter volume and shape is a really good kind of in between for color treated hair. That's more on the natural side, but it's not perfect at, from like, you know, the farmer's market per se. So that's something to consider. And if you have questions, um, send me a message and I can go over all that kind of stuff with you. I will say yeah. I recently started using that as well, if you remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I yeah. have to say, I really like it. <gasps> My gosh. And I will Chelsea say, to be totally transparent, there's some things from Beauty Counter I really disliked and sent back. I ordered a few different things. This yeah. was my favorite thing. And I've been using it now at least a month. And... Um, I've noticed a bit of a change in my hair, a little less greasy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I can go a little bit longer in between shampoos. And I've I've come from a past too of like trying all like a whole full spectrum of different natural hair care and stuff. And this is definitely my favorite shampoo and conditioner. So. Yes, that makes me so happy. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, I wash my hair maybe every four. Let's see, when did I wash it last? I don't know. I wash it last on Saturday. Mm. So yeah, that's a good run. Yeah, I still have to <laughs> but go obviously like not. two to three days, but yeah. Yeah, I don't wear it down all the time. You know, I put it up, but it's not, it doesn't look greasy. It's mm -hmm. just not like amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am a beauty counter consultant, so please reach out to me if you have questions on anything. Um, okay, so what I do think it is, I think that it has to do with hormones because just like your skin, you have, um, I think, let's see, sebaceous glands. Is that right? Am I pronouncing that right? I wrote it down. Um, yes, you have sebaceous glands in your, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, I thought you were laughing. I was like, I, I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't help you. Um, okay, so sebaceous glands in your skin, like on your face. So if you have oily skin on your face, it's the same idea. It's like you're, if you were to shave your head, your skin goes all around your scalp. Um, so I think it has to do with that and hormones. So you had mentioned that you're taking Vitex Berry and this, the things that you were taking kind of gave me an implication, as you said, and the things that you said saying that you still have some hormone things to work out. Um, and you did just go off the pill about a year ago. So I think coming off the pill is very interesting because it can be really quick for some people's bodies to kind of jump back in and just 
get back to normal. And then for other people, it can take a really long time. Um, mine, you know, took two and a half years to kind of get back to like somewhat operating um, in a normal fashion. So everybody is so different. And I think that maybe you're still just working through that. Also, depending on like the strength of the pill that you were on, how long you took it for, there's all these different factors. Um, but let's see, I think that maybe getting some testing done additionally could be a good idea. Um, so you're taking, and maybe you already have because, so Vitex Berry is helpful for like balancing hormones. Um, and then also the DIM, um, tells me that you might be high in estrogen. So DIM is a supplement that helps kind of, um, I guess, eliminate extra estrogen. So if you're high in extra estrogen, um, it could be possible that maybe you're high in testosterone. I feel like testosterone, having that high, tends to lead to more, um, like high, high androgens, for example, um, would be like, okay, yes, you're high, you have a high androgen count and so your testosterone is also high. But this could definitely lead to oily skin and that goes the same thing for your hair. So I wonder if you have had a hormone panel done it might be beneficial to get even, I mean, if you're doing something more in depth, like doing a Dutch test would do like the 24 hour um, hormone or just, I would always start, I wouldn't start with the Dutch test. I would just go into your primary and just say, hey, I'd love to get a hormone panel and have them test progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone um, to see where you're at with that. Um, and then another thing to do, because I think your diet, you kind of are leaning towards eating healthy and um, there's a lot of different ways to balance hormone, but obviously eating a really good whole foods diet is one of them. Getting enough fats is one of them. Um, but also you might try something like se uh, seed cycling because seed cycling can be re really helpful for balancing your progesterone and estrogen. And a lot of times when you kind of take care of those two, sometimes the testosterone can kind of work its way into being balanced as well. But also stress. Um, stress can be a really big reason for high testosterone as well. Um, in terms of like lab work things, um, there's, you know, I think ask your doctor, like what other things could I look at in terms of like hormone testing um, to see if that's an issue. And then Vitex Berry, I think can be good, but I actually was listening to a podcast this morning on PCOS specifically. And, um, and I don't think that you're necessarily dealing with PCOS. I mean, we don't have any idea <clears throat> but PCOS tends to be, it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, and people with PCOS do tend to have higher testosterone. Um, there's a lot more symptoms, and I don't necessarily think this is like where we're going with it, but um, just as an aside, um, Vitex, or Vitex berry can possibly raise LH, so you have your LH hormone and your FSH, um, and in PCOS, um, you have a higher LH to FSH ratio, which is not necessarily good. And so if you're taking Vitex, um, this podcast was saying that it can actually raise the LH even further. So maybe for PCOS people, Vitex Berry isn't ideal. So I think it's a good kind of thing to try perhaps, but I don't necessarily know if it's like a catch-all for balancing hormones. Um, there are certainly other things like the seed cycling we mentioned. You would do certain specific seeds in the first half of your cycle and then the second half. And it does take, you know, quite a few months to kind of get it to where it needs to be if it's going to work for you possibly. But then maybe looking at something else if you need like a maca, that can be really helpful for 
um, hormones as well, but I'm kind of thinking this all has to do more with hormones, more higher androgens, maybe higher testosterone, kind of the same idea as oily skin, but not necessarily the shampoo themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree um, with so much of your saying, so I'll just add in a few other things. So I, I also think definitely an underlying issue, um, but I also think as frustrating as it is, giving your body time. So even though a year may feel like a long time since you've gone off of birth control, it's really not. Like Allie was saying, especially we don't know how long you were on it. For me, it's I'm still feeling the effects. And I went off of it four years ago, and I hate sharing that because it's not very uplifting information. But of course, it's also because I have other deeper health issues going on. So it's it's taking my body a lot more time than it may for someone else who wasn't dealing with health, like a lot more underlying health issues. So I say that to, to tell you that you're normal and that having these imbalances is normal and to give yourself some time to balance things out. So, you know, you're doing so much right. You're making so many positive efforts, especially with the sleep and the stress management. So this is this is making a difference, even though it's not so tangible, you can't fully see the effects right in front of you. Know that it is making a difference and that those two things especially are giving your body a chance to do its best to get into balance. Um, so just remember to continue to focus on sleep and stress, self-care, you know, positive thinking and giving yourself a chance to just like breathe and relax and try to trust that your body is going to get back into balance. Sometimes we just really need to give our body time. Um, But I don't think throwing a bunch of different products at the issue with your hair is the answer. So again, like knowing it's an underlying issue and just taking some of the pressure off of like constantly searching around and like you said, spending lots of money on different things, you know, maybe trying out the beauty counter shampoo and conditioner because I do really like that, Um, and Allie does too, but I think as far as like other things and constantly researching and, you know, looking at all the different products and what's going to help you, it's like surrender a little bit to that idea and maybe let's shift our focus and focus a little bit more on like some of the things that we can do to help support the underlying issue. So yeah, I definitely think um, from being on, on birth control and also the fact that you're taking DIM, I've taken that in the past because I have high estrogen. Um, and I did do the Dutch test that showed that and that I have a difficult time processing out excess estrogen. Um, so, you know, especially too for people that have been on birth control, your liver is likely compromised. Also knowing that you have leaky gut, um, there's there's stuff going on with your digestion in, in total. Um, so likely there's some liver congestion or block, block detoxification going on. That's a really common issue for a lot of us, especially those of us who have been on birth control or really any other over-the-counter medications, things like Tylenol, you know, Motrin, allergy medicine, you name it, tons of different things that over time create this effect on our body where our liver becomes pretty congested. Um, So stress also has a really big effect on the liver too. That's kind of the organ where we harbor a lot of negative emotions and things like anger, resentment, stress. So I think maybe supporting your detoxification pathways a little bit could be helpful too. So certainly stress management and self-care and sleep are great things that you're already doing to help support yourself. Um, But also too, you know, I think most of us who begin eating a real food lifestyle, we go, you know, higher fat, protein, and much lower carb. And I think that can be fine for a lot of people. And I certainly don't recommend doing like a high, high carb diet. 
But I think that a lot of us maybe go too high fat for some of us who have underlying like liver and digestive issues. It's just too much for our bodies to digest. If you think about adding in a lot of extra fat, doing tons of nut butters, you know, butter, ghee, coconut oil, coconut products, almond flour products, it can just be a lot and it can be difficult for our bodies to break down and properly assimilate and and work through it if you have any bit of like a sluggish liver sluggish detox it just might be too much for you doesn't mean you can't go back to having it once you work on some of these things but i think maybe trying a bit of a different ratio with your macronutrients could be interesting so maybe lessening up a little bit on the fats and adding in a little bit more healthy carbs Um, things that are really going to support your liver which are not high in carbs are things like greens especially bitter greens so dandelion greens are probably like number one supportive for the liver, arugula, um, cruciferous vegetables, so broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, stuff like that. Lemon and citrus fruits are really great. Beets, um, you know, maybe incorporating in some more fruit. Um, I've talked about this a lot, that fruit is great. A lot of us become fearful of fruit and kind of pull back on it. And then we're filling in that void with fat, which again is not bad. But I think if you have any issues with digesting fats, it can be a problem. So, um, you know, things like wild blueberries, super, super high in antioxidants, great for the immune system. Apples are really great. Um, if you, if you digest them, some, if you digest them, okay. I know some people, they can make them feel bloated. Um, I do pretty well with them. They're very, they're very detoxifying. They're very good for the liver and the gallbladder, which play a big role in digesting fats. They contain something called pectin, which can actually help to sort of sweep the gut and clear out debris and toxins, even things like heavy metals, which are an issue for a lot of us. Um, so yeah, and then also too, sorry to go back to the estrogen thing. If you're thinking, am I possibly high in estrogen? A lot of the other indicators of that being a factor for you are things like weight gain, moodiness, bad PMS. So bad cramps, heavy periods, painful periods, blood clots, um, tender breasts. I'm, I've been dealing with a lot of that. So it's, it's certainly an indicator to, to me and my system that not only am I high in estrogen, but I'm having a hard time moving it out of my body. And I think that still is from being on birth control because I was on birth control for a decade. So I would suggest really trying to do some things to support your digestion, like Ali mentioned, um, with enzymes um, and, and digesting fats, um, maybe pulling back on your healthy fats a little bit, adding in more of these like really nutrient-rich um, liver-supportive greens, um, cruciferous vegetables, some fruits, see how you do with with switching up your macronutrients a little bit. Um, And also too, this is like such a small thing, but you never know. Careful not to touch your hair a lot (laughs) because the more that we touch our hair, the more that oil gets like transmitted onto onto our hair from our fingers and our skin. And so um, as I touch my hair and move it back out of my face, I've noticed that's an issue. The more I don't touch my hair, the better, the longer I can go in between shampoos. That's exactly what um, I was reading through this and kind of doing some notes yesterday when I was at work because um, I had a few minutes in between patients and I asked my naturopath that I work with, <laughs> I was like, what is, if you were going to answer one reason why someone's hair would be oily, what would it be? And she was like, tell them to stop touching it. I was like, I'm pretty sure she knows not to do that. But I just started laughing because I was like, yeah, I mean, I we do it and sometimes we don't even know that we're doing it. But then she was like hormones. Um, yeah. But yeah, trying not to kind of fuss with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So keep Which, us. It sounds like this is not the case, but yeah, <laughs> keep us posted. We want to know how you're doing. Yes, please. All right. Do you want to read this next one, or do you want me to? Sure. Okay, you read it. I'll read it. Okay. This next question comes from Sarah S. Sarah is a 23-year-old, history of experiencing child abuse and neglect until she was 18. She says she's generally pretty healthy, history of low iron, Epstein-Barr virus slash mono, and PTSD. Um, I highlighted this in red because these were kind of like her main symptoms um, around her question, but currently experiencing intense fatigue, chronic neck and back pain, low mood, brain fog, drowsiness, low appetite, and still low iron. She says, I'm a runner slash athlete and love half marathons and backpacking, but have had to really taper down on my physical activity in the past year because of intense fatigue. I had a reactivation of Epstein-Barr virus in October 2017 per blood work, but now has resolved without large improvements in fatigue. Right now, I do Orange Theory once or twice a week, try to walk most places, meditate, excellent sleep, Gets um, has really great friends, mentors, and a good support network. I also see an acupuncturist once a week. I've been to therapy for years and feel like I have a good handle on emotional regulation, distress tolerance, understanding the role that trauma plays in my life. I am t- um, I am year two after graduating from college and currently applying to graduate school. I feel like I'm currently being dismissed, quote unquote, by my healthcare professionals and simply being um, simply being depressed slash being a woman, being a woman is kind of their diagnosis. Um, but I know that depression, but I know depression, I know how to cope with it, and it just feels fundamentally different. I tend to avoid most dairy and processed foods, but otherwise eat a lot of vegetables, fruits, grass-fed meat, eggs, nuts, etc. I do not drink a ton, but I do have a beer or a glass of wine every once in a while. I am a really hard worker and for the most part love my job. I like to read and I'm really intellectually curious. For her supplements medication, she's taking an antidepressant, um, mushroom extract fish oil with vitamin D, complex B vitamin with higher B6, magnesium, melatonin, iron, probiotic, turmeric. Um, so her question is, what if anything am I missing from my diet or supplements? Um, how do you cope with slash handle feelings of frustration when things seem to not be getting better? So again, going back to her kind of main concern of intense fatigue, neck and back pain, low mood, brain fog, drowsiness, low appetite, and low iron. So what is she missing is the question, the first half of the question. Yeah, and yeah, she has a few more questions too, so we'll get to some of the other outlying, outlying, is that a word? <laughs> Issues and <laughs> stuff like under, yeah, some of the other um, things that you mentioned, Sarah, but just some little things first off the bat, um, to respond to your first question with anything that may be missing or some simple shifts that you can make. Um, I would recommend maybe doing a certain period of time where you do with some, you know, rigidity, stay away from things like dairy and gluten. Um, I know that you do for the most part, which is great, but maybe something like 30 days, you know, you certainly don't need to go crazy. And again, it always comes from a place of self-love and self-respect. You're making these choices out of wanting to better your health, not trying to be restrictive. If you feel triggered, then it's time to pull back. Um, But I think it could be interesting just to see is a little bit of something that's sneaking in here and there throughout your diet, causing some of the underlying health issues and symptoms that you're having. So even beer, for example, maybe you're only having one beer 
you know, once every couple weeks, but the gluten is in beer. And you can have systemic reactions from gluten up until months. Like, I even think, is it like five or six months or something like that? Like, it can still be kind of yeah. swirling through your system and, and giving size, you a reaction. It has to be even a size that's smaller than your baby. Your baby pinky nail will stay in your system for longer than or about six months. Yeah, so say you're having some sort of like immune reaction to gluten, you're sensitive, which majority of people are. Doesn't mean you have an allergy, but you can be sensitive on a spectrum. Um, you know, your system could be fighting that off for four or five, six months, and that could, of course, make you feel fatigued and um, having some of the other issues. Mood, certainly, gluten is super tied to mood and brain health and mental well being. So if you're extremely sensitive, this could be a factor again could just be interesting to try and give yourself a bit of an elimination diet and see how you do especially too because you've had a history of epstein-barr and and mono i mean your immune system is already a little bit compromised exactly yeah i think i was going to note that somewhere later but certainly yes if you are someone who has um dealt with mono and it's 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 so the epstein-barr virus is essentially mono but a lot of people don't feel the kind of systemic or dangerous effects and symptoms and things like that from it unless it becomes further than stage like two I think like three or four that's when it can get into some of these chronic health issues these chronic illness issues which I really think is is the root for me with my Lyme um so I'll mention that later I don't want to focus on that um but yes you want to be super super immune conscious um so you know might be a good idea just to see how you do being really strict with things with those like really important um, inflammatory foods like dairy and gluten, sugar, soy, that kind of stuff. Um, Just for a short period of time, see how you do. I also think the melatonin, so I think we've mentioned this before with some other, um, I was going to say clients, some other listeners who have have written in that they are taking melatonin. We don't know if you're taking this every night or just here and there, but if you are taking it quite consistently, consistently and you have a really sensitive system, you could be waking up feeling still like kind of run down and fatigued. It's certainly something to consider. Again, it's a little thing, but maybe seeing how you do without melatonin for a period of time as well. Um, I know that you're doing the B complex, so I'd be interested to see how much B12 that contains. Probably not a lot. Um, those ratios are, are strategic, so it's not that you're going to get like a high amount of one or the other. Um, so you could need extra B12 because that's extremely tied to fatigue and mood. Um, I also think that you may need a stronger vitamin D. So I know that you're taking a fish oil that has vitamin D in it, but I'm guessing it's probably an amount of like a 1,000 IU. Just because 1,000, 2,000 IUs is a really good maintenance dose, and that's what's usually in like a multivitamin or something, yeah, like an omega that also has D. But if you're deficient, you may need way more than that. So again, D is super tied to fatigue and mood, um, very much tied to depression. Um, I, a couple years ago when I got tested, I was really low. I think I was like a 24 or something like that. And I think the functional range is like 50 to 100. I could be wrong. I think it's somewhere around that. So my doctor actually put me on 15,000 IUs. And I almost want to say twice a day, but I can't remember if it was once or twice a day. Even if it was just, yeah, if it was twice a day, it's like really, really crazy. But even just the 15,000, it's a lot. So if you're only on 1,000 or 2,000, it's not really helping you. That's a maintenance dose. That's for people who just 
you know, we all need D. It's hard to get it from our diets. But if you're deficient, you've got to like target that. So what's great about D is it's pretty easy to get tested by any doctor. Um, so also too, I, you have to get tested. Don't just guess with D because a few months of taking very a very high dose can actually be detrimental and somewhat dangerous. So because it's a fat-soluble vitamin, it's not water-soluble, you're not going to be excreting what you don't use. So you just, you don't want to guess you you know, what do they say? Don't guess test. <laughs> sure. With that one. Um, I know I said I've I had just a few things, but I guess I have kind of a lot. Um, <laughs> so the low iron um, is interesting because I know you said you're eating grass-fed meats and stuff like that. I'm wondering if you come from a past of eating vegan or vegetarian or if possibly anemia runs in your family. Um, so getting like staying on top of this continuing to get tested and make sure again this is certainly something you don't want to guess you want to test and and supplement appropriately but also maybe trying different forms of iron so a liver complex organ complex i'm sorry a liver supplement or an organ complex or if you're brave which i have never been but (laughs) you can do grass grass fed liver um and i think i've linked some recipes before one from Mary the Mary the paleo chef it's like banging liver or something that if you could do that like once a week that's going to give you all the iron and like b vitamins and everything that you need to feel very energized it's nature's like energy boost (laughs) um I also wanted to know about orange theory. This isn't going to be a popular opinion um but I think if you're fighting something so clearly with a lot of these underlying health issues and some of the symptoms, the past of EBV that you're dealing with, you want to be really, really careful. So orange theory is very intense. Um, it's it's like cardio and weights. It's high intensity. Um, if your body is fighting something, you're dealing with low immunity, you even like once, even once or twice a week, that just might be too much, especially you would know too if you're having a hard time recovering. So if you feel super tired afterwards or especially if you still feel lethargic and like your muscles are really sore the next day, that's a sign that it's it's a little too much for your body. And as hard as it is, again, just a few weeks of maybe pulling back from any high intensity, anything that's getting your heart rate really, really up um, and just see, does that make a difference? Because again, your health and how you feel is the most important thing in the world. So you have to out, you know, you have to weigh pros and cons is orange theory. And like, cause I know you love like running and Allie and yeah, I, I was like, say, I am yeah, totally like, we get, like, I get this. Like I, I ran on the treadmill. Here. Like I ran out, like I, I did a half marathon. Like I loved sprinting. I, did spin I did pop like bar classes I did yoga like I did everything and I hurt my back and I had to pull back on everything and I just I don't want people to get to that point where it's not a choice you know I think you want to get on top of it as quickly as you can and again like once or twice a week okay fill it with something you're doing so much other cool stuff like yoga and walks and these other like fulfilling activities so just replace it with something that makes you feel good too. And no, this is just a short period of time, but the main goal is to improve your health and improve your energy and your and your overall well-being. So again, just try maybe a few weeks without high intensity. Um, I also do just want to like really call you out for how much you are doing right. You are an amazing person. When Allie was reading back um, your story, I was like, gosh, I want to be friends with this girl. She's awesome. You've been through so much. The stuff that you've actually worked through and taken accountability for and like 
most people. And you're only 23. Oh my god, I didn't so even realize that. Yeah. You're gonna figure it out. Oh my gosh, quick. yeah. Imagine when you're our age. Imagine when you're 32. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't start working <laughs> on myself till I was 27. And I come from, you know, I have got, I have some trauma in my past and just, yeah, like a bunch of family stuff. And it's hard. Most people never work on themselves because it's painful and it's difficult and we don't want to confront it. So you are freaking amazing. And the self-care, the self-growth, the trauma work, all of it, you have to celebrate yourself. You have to also treat yourself with some grace, with some compassion with your past and that your body is trying to recover. It's trying to bounce back. It's trying to get back into some sort of homeostasis. So again, like I was saying in the first question with Mackenzie, it's reminding yourself like things are going to get better. And I know when we're in the thick of it, like I have to tell myself this all the time. It feels like maybe there's no end or maybe we're never going to get better. Why is it this hard or why am I still struggling and I don't feel good? You have to try to uplift yourself and and like celebrate little victories. Like you're doing so much right. So I just want you to feel like amazing about yourself and know like we see you. We see you over here doing awesome. So <laughs> what do you got, Alice? Agreed. Um, okay, so I'll... I guess I'll start with your going back to just my little comment on the exercise. Um, I feel like that is maybe the hardest part mentally, um, too, because I totally understand where you're coming from, where it's like used to do a lot of the running and, um, you know, Orange Theory once or twice a week probably doesn't sound like a lot because I literally was like, I can't believe I'm only doing spin like one time a week or like I'm only running one to two times a week. Like that's so crazy. I can't believe I'm not doing cardio more. But it, the more you, the less you do, the more it becomes normal and it just takes time to kind of get your body used to it. Um, I do think that sometimes too, there is even like a little bit of like a, it's almost like a detox period or something like the hair question. But it's like at first when I wasn't working out as much, I was like, okay, so great. Now I'm like not even hungry. I feel like my stomach is just like weird and bloated and like, I don't know, I'm just so used to burning calories that it like took my body a really like, you know, a few months, actually probably longer, a few, I say a few as in like three or four. Most people do not. I know it's only two. So it took my body like several. Okay. So several is what? Only three? I don't know. You're confusing me. (laughs) It took my body at least four or five months, I would say, to get used to the fact that like, okay, I'm not going to, like you're forcing your body to burn calories. And then when you don't, it has to figure it out itself. And there's kind of like a reset period. So just be patient. Um, I, it it depends. I think you can kind of be the one to decide like maybe one to two times a week is actually okay and you feel great and you're fine, but it, it doesn't necessarily like, we're just kind of answering from your question. It doesn't sound like maybe you are feeling great. So that's kind of just where we're coming from, especially too with like the low, um, or like the chronic, um, neck and back pain, which brings me to, um, trying to find a chiropractor. I really, I know that it's not for everybody and I know that I keep preaching about it, but it's really changed my low back pain personally. So that's why I think, you know, it worked for me. It doesn't mean it's going to be for everybody. Um, but that could just be something to look at if it's some, you know, where you're like, okay, I don't know what else to do. If you've hit a wall and you're like, I don't, I need, I need something else. So you're asking for <laughs> our advice and that's just something to try. Um, cause you are doing acupuncture, which I think is really important, but you could consider a chiropractor. Um, but someone who's not just going to go in there and crack, you know, and do whatever and then send you on your way. Like, don't go to one of those, like, um, joint, like it's called like the joint or whatever. <laughs> no, they have like the, you know, it's like the stop in and yeah. pop out kind of place. Um, <laughs> all of that is such a plan. 
<laughs> pop out, like pop in, pop out, like you'd be cracking your back. Yeah, you just like crack in and crack out. Don't do that. The you want to find someone who's <laughs> like an actual doctor of chiropractic who knows what they're doing, who's putting you on a plan, who says, here's the issues that I see. Maybe they do scans. They look at kind of like, here's your, you know, here's our forecast of where I see the issues. Um, okay, but my other thought is, kind of taking just a different stance on this, you are doing a lot of the right things um, and you're kind of still feeling frustrated and I'm just wondering if maybe stepping back instead of doing something so detailed, but stepping back and just focusing on digestion because you could be doing all the right things, like I said, but you're not absorbing any of the nutrients. Like maybe you're taking the liver or the beef supplements, but your body's like not utilizing, absorbing and doing what it needs with the iron or even like melatonin and some of the other stuff. So maybe your body's just kind of like not utilizing its nutrients properly. So maybe trying to just kind of like take a higher level approach and ask yourself a list of questions like how much water am I drinking? Am I calm and relaxed when I'm eating? Am I actually like chewing and do I feel like de-stressed? Because when you're in college, like there's a lot of stuff you're on the go. Like I remember like eating English muffins like while riding a bike to class. <laughs> I mean, both of those things are like not going to get you um, – to success. <laughs> so just kind of like maybe looking at it from like, a, okay, I've done all the nitty gritty stuff, but like, what about the basic things? Am I doing the basic things? Cause sometimes we forget about that. Um, like, do I have like daily, like well-formed bowel movements? Like if that's not, if you're not checking all those boxes, then instead of going so deep into like the specific supplements, then maybe working on those kind of more higher level basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think too, when you get to the point where you're just really frustrated and you're like, what am I missing? Um, then it could be time to do, you know, some blood work um, and get some answers. I feel like I maybe preach blood work and testing a lot and I don't mean to. I just know what it feels like to be frustrated and I know what it feels like to have better answers. So if that's something that you think could be helpful to get you into the right direction, then and cost permitting that works for you, then sometimes that is a good way to go because then you do feel like mentally okay I'm not crazy like there is something that I can do and there is something out of balance and this is what I'm working towards so maybe doing like a full thyroid panel if you haven't already and full meaning t3 t4 free t3 um tsh tpo also reversed um reverse t3 so we'll list all those in the show notes but Full doesn't mean the same thing to everybody, so I would say go in and ask for things that are specific. Maybe asking for like an inflammation marker panel, like you could do homocysteine and you can do C-reactive protein. So go in, I mean, do your own research, I think, with anything, go in prepared to be like, here are the things that I'm looking at. I know that I don't know a lot about this, but here's just what I've researched and what are your opinions and what are your thoughts. Um, And this kind of does like, translate into maybe your next question I was gonna which I can say go. yeah she's feeling yeah. I think she's feeling like she wants to get these things tested and she wants to be you know properly cared for but she's not so she says how do you navigate yeah. a healthcare system when there's quite a bit of reluctance to believe women and or be dismissive of women's health complaints and challenges so if you want to go into that yeah um I would say I mean not to promote Chelsea and I but at the same time like work with a nutrition professional work with a nutrition practitioner 
because there are a lot of things that we look at that doctors don't. And we're not claiming to be doctors and gonna necessarily figure everything out, but we do take a different approach and sometimes just a different set of eyes on different topics is really what you need. Um, so like for example, I mean, when I go through like an initial intake with a client, I mean, I ask about 300 questions that are a part of like this system that I use that you would never, your doctor would never think to ask you. And a lot of them are just really insightful things that can help point us in the right direction. Um, I really think just going through and it's almost like an interview process where you're like trying to find like, you know, the right vendor for your wedding. You're not going to go in and like sign someone on the first time you meet them. You know, you need to like find out who your insurance works with um, and go that route first, meet with a few people. But then also I really do think that if you're kind of just like no one's getting you and you know clearly what you're talking about then you just need to find someone holistic and find either a naturopath or um, a nutrition professional and just go a different route. And yes, it's expensive, but sometimes when you get frustrated, your body like shuts down in terms of being like, well, this is just how it's going to be. And that shouldn't be the case. You just need to find someone. There is someone out there that's going to help you. It's just a matter of, you know, finding them and asking you know, what kind of clients they work with. Um, you can even reach out to people who have worked with them. I mean, maybe that's weird. I don't know. But, like, you know, just trying to kind of, like, find a different practitioner that's going to work because there's nothing more frustrating than going in and having your doctor tell you, like, you're crazy. So just keep searching, keep doing your own research, and don't give up. One last thing on my other notes, just for that last question, is that um, if you haven't done any food sensitivities, like maybe doing a food sensitivity, um, elimination, kind of just trying to really keep a good food journal of like, when do you feel most exhausted? Trying to, you know, tie down those foods. Um, and then you're not, I don't think taking any like adrenal support. Um, so I noticed. And so if you're kind of feeling just more like stressed and low energy and brain fog. It could be like a cortisol issue. I don't know. Um, but maybe doing like a saliva test to be like, is this really an issue? Because cortisol to me trumps everything, shuts down your digestion, makes your immune system worse. So if cortisol is like that big, like cause of everything else, it's just, everything else is just trickling down. So making sure that that's not like a very specific, severe issue to rule that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to your question about, you know, seeing doctors and stuff, I totally agree with everything Allie just said. You just haven't found the right person. So the reason you're kind of feeling what you do is because most doctors are going to treat symptoms. They're not going to look for the root cause. That's just not what they've been taught. And also, too, like, I've tried to accept this over the years and not be so angry and resentful at doctors who've kind of wronged me because sometimes it's not really their fault. They just don't have the time to spend with us on anything but immediate concerns. And if they can throw, you know, a prescription at you and get you out the door so that they can see their other, you know, 20 patients that day, that's just what they're going to do. I think that they, they almost have to kind of turn off this bedside manner and kind of this compassion because they just don't even have the ability. Like they don't have the room. They don't have the time. So they don't have time for, you know, to talk through what you're eating or your lifestyle, your mindset. So I completely agree. I think an NTP or a health coach is a great option and you can work with a doctor and someone like that at the same time. And I actually think that's best case scenario if you do need to get testing done or you do have some more severe health issues and things like that that may be beyond the coach's scope. Um, I also think, you know, you're 
you're working with an acupuncturist, acupuncturists are great. If you have a good one, um, mine will sit and listen to me. Um, she's incredibly smart. She's always making me feel like seen and heard. The goal here is just really to find someone who will listen to you. And I promise you they are out there. That's mostly what my client sessions are is just like, use me, like unload on me. This is a safe space. I have no judgment. I've also been through a lot of the things you've been through. So that's really the kind of energy that you want to search for. And you know, what's great about NTPs and health coaches and stuff. It's like, you can have a free call with them and just see like, do you feel a connection? Do you feel like they can help you? Do you feel like, you know, there's someone you want to work with for a longer period of time? So also to feel okay about demanding better care. So say you go in and you're like, I want a full thyroid panel. Here's the exact things I want tested. And they say, no, 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 you don't need that. We're just going to do TSH. You'd say, no, (laughs) I want this tested. Like the thing is. Yeah. Or tell me what it costs and I'll decide if I get it. Cause I feel like most people are like, oh, well, your insurance won't cover that. So we can't do it. Yeah. It's like, well, tell me what it is. And maybe I want to pay out of pocket. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like (laughs) keep pushing for it and come from a very like clear, confident place um, without acting like you know more than them. Cause that's kind of dangerous territory, but you know, a good balance if you can. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I've done that so many times. Yeah. It does not end it's well. not good. Um, cause you know, we, we do need to respect them. They've gone through a lot of school. They are smart. Again, it's not always their fault. They just don't have the time. They've been taught kind of a different approach. Um, but I think, yeah, just, you know, it takes time to find a good doctor, a good practitioner. For me, it's taken a few years and even still like the current doctor that I see, he doesn't have a lot of time to spend with me and I probably do need some more support with all the stuff that I'm going through, but I kind of get that from my acupuncturist. Um, So, you know, just remember too, it's like, it's your body, it's your life. You have the right to receive great care. So if they are dismissing you because you're a woman, like that's, first of all, that's grounds for malpractice. (laughs) Um, So if you've had like a particularly bad experience with someone where they truly treated you inappropriately, then maybe you need to reward them. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But you don't deserve to be treated like that at all. Um, So, you know, I think it can be great to work with a doctor who can do tests. But then, yeah, see if you can get someone who can support you emotionally for these like ups and downs while you're working through a protocol or maybe while you're having to avoid food sensitivities. This stuff takes a toll on your body emotionally and it's nice to have that weekly support from someone like an NTP or a coach. And also ask your acupuncturist who they see or who they might recommend because typically they obviously live in a holistic world and they probably personally maybe see a good doctor that they enjoy because I would assume that most type of holistic healthcare practitioners don't see someone super conventional. So ask maybe their opinion and say, well, who do you see? Or is there anybody that you recommend or that I could look at? Because they might be able to point to you. That's how I found my um, gynecologist, actually. Um, my acupuncture, she's like, he's great. He's awesome. He's like somewhat holistic, but still, you know, down the, down the center. And he delivered like both of my babies. And I was like, okay, done. If you trust him, then I trust him. <laughs> So, <coughs> sorry, hello, choking. Um, yeah, just kind of like ask um, ask anybody that you trust who's holistic what they think. Um, okay, so I'm going to go answer. Your, you have like two more questions that we'll get through real quick. Okay, so you said how um, or what are some ways that I can really boost my immune system? Um, recently I've been really loving using Kamu Kamu powder, which is kind of newer to me, but I read it on, um, I keep referring to mama natural, but she's really, really good for all things pregnancy. But 
Vitamin C is something that is really important, but it's also important to take it in its more, its most um, natural form. But it's basically just, I mean, it's an antioxidant. So that's what you really need. And Kamu Kamu powder is a whole food source of vitamin C. I think the one that I found um, on, I just ordered on Amazon, it's a powder. So I use, um, I think it's one teaspoon. Sometimes I'll just do like a half a teaspoon. Um, you can mix it into yogurt. You can put it into smoothies. And I think that the brand is called Terrasol, but we'll link to it. So that would be something that you can take. Cause I do like taking things that are not necessarily like, here's a capsule, you know, like we always want to do whole food first, but sometimes if it's in a powder form, it's more, it's stronger. That's nice. Um, so that's one of my favorite things right now. And then I also, you know, we talked about digestion, but just absorbing your nutrients better is obviously going to boost your immune system. Um, probiotics are awesome, of course, but also don't forget about like any type of like probiotic food, or sorry, fermented foods to get you more probiotics. So anything like sauerkraut and kimchi, um, kombucha, like anything fermented, those are going to be like our most natural probiotic foods, which our ancestors have been eating for years. Um, you could maybe look at like an antioxidant or immune support blend. Um, I would maybe ask even your acupuncturist, you know, maybe what he or she might recommend. I have a few, but, um, it really just depends on your personal preference. Um, and then eating clean, eating organic. If your immune system is a little bit compromised, then I think that eating organic is obviously a better way to go. So you can kind of eliminate the toxins that we don't necessarily want in our body. Um, and then also, um, you can refer back to episode 13 because we did talk a lot about Epstein-Barr virus on that episode, which just innately we talked about immune system too. So that might be something, if you haven't listened to that one, check it out. Um, also, I was kind of thinking like outside the box too. This is the note that I added when I was walking. Um, I don't know what made me think of it, but stay away from, if you can, like germ-ridden places. Like... I used to shower at the gym all the time, like literally probably four days a week. Um, and it was just, that's the way that my life worked at that point. I had to get up super early to avoid traffic, took 6 a.m. classes, then went straight to work. Um, but if your immune system is kind of not exactly where it needs to be, those are it's just kind of like putting yourself in a more compromised position. And if you can avoid it, um, that would be ideal. So, like, so yeah, showering at the gym and then also avoiding hot yoga. I don't think that you do hot yoga, but this is just for, we like to answer questions in the general sense. So I also did a ton of hot yoga, like literally addicted almost twice a day some days. Um, It's not good. You're just breathing everything. (laughs) There's no circulation. Um, I would say that is a negative for immune system. I don't think that Orange Theory is necessarily like festering in germs. I mean, all gyms are going to be, of course, but just be careful and bring like, I have those little, like, I think they sell them at, I forget what the brand is, but those little wipes they have at Whole Foods, the lavender ones. Um, I mean, I carry those around with me all the time, just making sure that you're kind of like wiping things down and being extra cautious in public places. Um, Yeah, hygiene. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to mention this, but as you said that, um, doTERRA, which is the essential oil company that I love, they have a blend called On Guard, which is basically their immune blend. It's kind of like natural Tylenol. Um, but they also have a hand sanitizer spray made of on guard that I really like. And that's a really mm-hmm. good point. I actually noticed I got sick a lot less cause I used to work when I was 
my past career, you guys, is an act. I was an actor. You wouldn't have seen me in anything. <laughs> um, but I also worked at Lululemon and a bunch of, like, anthropology, a bunch of retail stores. So I was constantly around so much germs, so many different people. And I noticed the less that I, now that I'm, like, not around that much because I'm working from home, I don't get sick as much. So, yeah, like, that's a really good point. Um, but I love I love the On Guard brand. So, sorry, the On Guard blend um, and I'll link that in the show notes. <clears throat> so yeah, college living. I mean, that is tough. It's like you got to do what you got to do, but you can just prepare yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so go, to go back to the Epstein Barr virus stuff, um, like I said, it can really be underlying of a lot of chronic health issues. So I have preached this before, but nettle leaf tea is everything. <laughs> Number one thing with viruses: Epstein Barr virus, immunity, allergies, everything, digestive health, you name it. Um, I like the traditional medicinals brand. I also love wild blueberries for the immunity. For immunity, you can also try the heavy metal detox smoothie. I do like kind of a spin on that, and I can include that in the show notes. Um, This is a recipe by The Medical Medium. We've done a whole episode on his approach to health and chronic illness, Um, but I I do pull bits and pieces from some of his philosophies, and I think the heavy metal detox smoothie is awesome. Um, fresh fruit, green, citrus. I love all those things for immunity. Um, that's episode, side note, mm. episode 25 for the medical medium stuff. Thank you. I'll link all that. Um, and then you can also, you know, there's a possibility that Lyme or Lyme co-infections could be at play here. I do not want to freak you out. And again, too, like a lot of the things that you're doing are, are immune supportive or Lyme supportive. Um, so again, we don't know that that's definitely what's going on, but with some of the issues you have, it's certainly possible. So if you want to possibly get tested, you want to get tested right again, like I know this is hard because you've been having issues with your doctors, um, but you could look for an LLMD, which is a Lyme literate doctor. And, um, I really like the DNA connections. It's connections with an X test. It's new. This is what I did to reveal a second co-infection that I have called Babesia, um, which did not come back on the blood test that I initially did. Um, It's a urine test and it's an at-home test. And I think it's like very new and really, really dependable. So So does that like, does that, not only does it do the co-infections, but does that um, diagnose Lyme in general? Yeah, Lyme and co. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, there's usually co-infections um, going on if you have Lyme. <clears throat> My, I believe the more of the symptoms I'm having are from Bartonella and Babesia, which are two co-infections I have, more than Lyme itself. But again, there's like 300 different symptoms that can connect back to Lyme. So this is why it's such a huge kind of mystery illness and such a big epidemic. And um, you really want to make sure you're finding the right person to work with you on this kind of stuff. So... Um, okay, and then she just had one more question. Sorry, we're running a little long. Hope you guys just are loving us. Um, she was asking for mindfulness, I'm sorry, mindfulness, meditation, acceptance of a different and struggling body or challenges that didn't used to be a challenge and putting together a great team. Okay, I'll run through my notes real quick. Um, I love the five-minute journal. I think that's super helpful. I'm not a journaler but I can do five minutes and that's all I need. And I think it's helpful, um, for meditation. I, I do really think that people and for you too specifically, 
um, Sarah, that I think that yoga in general can be really helpful. I was just kind of saying, you know, maybe not hot yoga, but regular, just awesome yoga. Do like a yin class or um, just vinyasa. I mean, anything. I like vinyasa because for me it was kind of a good way to get more of an exercise out of it and get more of a workout out of it, but still being really calm (laughs) and mindful while doing it, especially if you're coming from like a cardio background. Um, Walking is just super therapeutic, um, assuming if this doesn't really hurt your back, um, if you don't do long distance walking, but um, just listening to even just like good music. Sometimes when we're listening to podcasts all the time, we're constantly being stimulated by like advice and things and your mind runs in a thousand different directions of like, what if I have this, or I could do this, or I wonder if I tried that, just kind of like disconnecting, listen to something that's not related, do like an audio book, or, you know, whatever you like that maybe is a little bit different for you, um, and then diversify your team, um, I, I do think that's really important, get different people on board, you're already doing acupuncture, but maybe, um, like I said, a chiropractor, um, just, you know, you already have, you know, pretty good friends who listen, Um, So I think that's great, but just having kind of like different players that are going to give different opinions um, and interview them, get advice, ask other people who did they see, even if it's somebody on Instagram that you happen to see lives in your area and who is really into health and wellness, just ask them, hey, do you have a good practitioner that you like? I mean, we're all friends in this virtual space and recommendations are really helpful. So um, I would say go that route as well. And then daily reminders um, for yourself that you need to hear. You can either write them down, put them on your mirror, whatever you kind of feel like, okay, what is, what do I need to hear? Because you know yourself better than anybody else. If you need to hear like, this is not forever and you got this, maybe that's what you write down. If you need to hear today's going to be a good day, (laughs) like it can be like something real simple. Um, But just kind of ask yourself what you need to hear, not what other people think that you need to hear. Um, other healthy distractions um do something that's like out of your not maybe necessarily like out of your comfort zone but do other things like don't necessarily just get stuck in your kind of like same routine of like you know maybe you're going to class maybe you do whatever it is that you do like go to concerts like go do other things go rollerblading (laughs) like go bowling you know like do other stuff that distracts you from constantly being worried about like what is wrong with me or why can't I fix this Um, because on those times like if you take vacations um, if you've ever noticed you automatically like all of your symptoms go away and you can eat whatever you want and you feel great like that's just because you're not thinking about it and you're enjoying yourself and your mind is completely somewhere else so finding other things that you can do to kind of distract yourself and then don't get into necessarily like I would say don't get lost in the victim space um, because it's really easy to kind of like say to yourself, well, I could do this, but I'm not going to feel well, or I should go out with friends, but my back's going to hurt. And, you know, just like always kind of putting yourself in like, there's something wrong with you kind of victim space, I guess that is. Um, and just really remember that like, this isn't forever. What you're going through is just temporary and you will figure it out. You're still young, like we mentioned, you're 23. There's going to be an answer. There's going to be something that kind of shifts. It just might take a while to get there. And then when you find that, whatever that is, I feel like you're going to be like, okay, I get it now, you know? And it might still take a little while to heal, but you're not just going to keep going downhill. You know, you've already made improvements to, like, put your mono into remission. So that's, you know, remind yourself of the wins as well. Um, And then lastly, sometimes getting off of social media can be really helpful. 
Um, Chelsea always says this, I think. Yes, comparison is the thief of joy. But it's true, <laughs> you know, like, and you might not even realize that you're getting stressed out by social media. Um, it's just a constant, like, when you're always on there and you're seeing other people do things, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just not a good, sometimes it's not healthy. And so maybe taking a break from that can be a good mental clarity break for you. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're 23, I would imagine the pressures are even more extreme with being super social and going out a lot and dating and all this stuff. So I at least recommend doing an Instagram cleanse. And I always say, go through it and just monitor. Does this person actually light you up or are they making you feel bad? Because if they're making you feel bad and you're seeing their imagery and their their message every single day, that is going to cause a huge effect on your mental well-being. Um, and then I do want to shout out, I have a few great free resources that I've put together. So um, in accepting a different body and that kind of thing, mindfulness mindset, I have a free ebook called Break Free from Disordered Eating. And again, this isn't only for people who have struggled specifically with food and body issues. It's kind of great for everyone. I do talk about comparison. I talk about getting into the right mindset. Um, and I think you could possibly find that interesting. I'll link that in the show notes. It's free. It's a mini ebook. It's very short. I also have a private Facebook group, which is also linked in the show notes, which um, we talk a lot about health issues and health struggles, managing them, mindset, food, your body, all of this kind of stuff. And it's all, it's a small group. Um, it's like 130 ladies who are from all over, super like-minded, very supportive. Um, and I come in and do lives and, and share content in there too. Also on my Instagram, I'm always talking about, um, you know, managing health issues and trying to come from a positive mindset with all of that, dealing with different challenges with your past and, um, you know, your body and food and everything. Um, and I try to share what I've been through, like being very vulnerable and, and being real, but then also always putting like an uplifting spin on it at the end and letting you know you're, you're not alone. So check that stuff out. And then surrendering to the idea that you are not the same person you were before. So you didn't have the same circumstances. You didn't have the same experiences. You didn't have the same health issues. So you can't compare your body then to how it is now because it's totally different, right? So you have to just remember that too. A lot of the times we as women, and again, you're so young, but you may be, you know, comparing yourself to when you were 16. That's a long time ago. You know, a lot of women like in their thirties and their forties, they're like, I want to get my body back. I want to be the same weight I was in college. And it's like, well, first of all, you're a woman now, your body has changed, your hormones have changed, but also your circumstances have changed and you're not the same person that you were. So cut yourself a little bit of a break and really remember, you know, where you are now is different. So your body may look different, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, and focus on things that you do like. So celebrate yourself. Do not be humble. Remember, I think you're incredible. You're, you're amazing. You're doing so much despite the negative things that you've been through in your life. So you sound like you do do a lot of amazing, fulfilling activities and you have great people in your life. That is incredibly special. Most people cannot say that about their lives, about their friends, about their family. They feel very alone. So be grateful for that. You know, smile with those people, laugh with those people as much as you can to crowd out kind of this icky, uncomfortable, the stuff that doesn't feel good, you know, you can crowd in more of the good stuff. So, you know, being intentional every single day, like a lot of the stuff Ali was mentioning about, you know, just gentle reminders, gentle little nudges that you need to see that like, this isn't forever. There is hope that's going to crowd out like the crap. So 
That's all, folks. (laughs) Namaste. I'm a little out of breath because I had to go run and get my computer charger because the battery kept going down and I was like, I'm going to lose the recording. And I saw you disappear. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to submit a question for us to answer here on the show, you can email us at nutritionishpodcast at gmail.com or head on over to our website and click under the submit a question tab. That is linked in our Instagram. That's linked here. Um, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really would mean the world to us. Please also be sure to subscribe so that a new episode gets downloaded for you every single week. For more from me, Chelsea, head to nutritionwithchelsea.com and follow me over on Instagram at nutritionwithchelsea. For more from Allie, head to barefoodnutrition.com and follow her at barefoodnutrition. And we'll see you guys next time. Have a great week.